0: This is the Casper and Chris Podcast.
1: From News Talk KBOI, Boise.
0: And Shapiro this
1: afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 606. 46 degrees in downtown Boise, rainy, wet. And for those of you who don't like the word, cover your ears. (laughs) It's moist out there this morning. Or soggy. Yeah, it's verging. I guess you could say it's uh, verging a little bit on soggy because there's been uh, rain coming down quite a bit yesterday. clouding up uh, overnight. A little bit late yesterday. Did a little uh, golf. Maybe every time I golf at this time of year... I go, all right, this might be the last time until uh, next March. I really believe this might be the last time (laughs) until next March. Mm -hmm. Um, We're supposed to have rain through the uh, weekend. Uh, Played at um, Shadow Valley Golf Course yesterday. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And uh, as you go in, there's a warning sign saying that a bear has been spotted on the golf course, so be aware. I'm like, what? Come on. A bear in Shadow Valley? I mean, it's possible, but never seen that before in all my years of living there. And uh didn't see a bear, but on uh, hole number 13, right by the green, big, huge pile of bear scat.
4: Oh, boy. So, yeah, there was a bear on the you, course. Uh- happened to hit your ball into it or, no luckily, or,
2: luckily i did not well, well, i did well, almost step well in it there. because oh. it was right right in between the cart path and uh the green and uh it's like what oh my god that is bear scat it's
4: a bear that you've nicknamed Scatman.
2: um and apparently that bear had been eating a lot of berries
4: just say that
2: okay uh, phone lines are little, open. A little purplish, was it? Uh, purplish, and you can see the seeds. Ah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to. Uh, by the way, for those of you who don't know what scat is, <laughs> it's bear poop. Yeah. Bear poop. I should have maybe said that. But. Um,
4: Scatologically speaking.
2: Phone lines open, two zero eight three pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. We uh, have emails that we take all morning long. If you want to take part in the show, always encouraged to do that, by the way. Mm -hmm. Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. A couple of uh, things that we're going to be talking about uh, today. As as promised, as we were ending the show, we didn't quite get to this uh, yesterday. I wanted to talk about the rise in anti-Semitism, especially against the Jewish people. And what is going on in our country right now? Because uh, I personally, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. How it, it seems to be so acceptable to a lot of people. And, and by the way, just because of what happened in, in Israel right now in the protests that are going on, um, this isn't something new. Um, some of the highest reported incidences, according to FBI statistics, on hate crimes in the United States um, against Jews—some of the highest instances in history of the United States—happened last year, according to statistical mm. data from the FBI. So this is this is in 2022, before anything happened that was going on right now with the war between Israel and uh the Hamas Palestinians. And it's only escalated I think you could very safely say without seeing the 2023 statistics as of yet since the war began what three is it three weeks now two weeks three weeks it seems uh, like it's been going on for a month.
4: Yeah. P- <sighs> close to 3 I'm thinking. Yeah. It was what the sixth or seventh when that happened. I, th-
2: I think you're correct, sixth or seventh. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and uh, maybe we want to hear from you too. Uh, maybe some of you have some more. Under- I'm not Jewish. All right, uh, I have a few Jewish friends. We've never had a conversation about this, um, but I- I'm curious a- a- of your thoughts on-, on why your your interpretation of why you think this is is happening against a specific group of people. Specifically talking uh, about Jewish people here. And yesterday, you pointed out, rightfully so, that anti-Semitism isn't
4: just hatred of Jews. True. It means uh, essentially, uh, well, the Semites or the Semitic people are anybody from the Middle East, so there are Semitic Muslims, uh, you know, Assyrians, uh, Aramaic, you know, whatever, uh, they sp- and of course, uh, those who speak Hebrew are also uh, Semitic. Uh, most people, when they say anti-Semitism, they're thinking of uh, hatred for Jewish people, but it's the same as if you don't like, uh, you know, Arabs, you're still anti-Semitic. Yeah.
2: So we're we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit later this morning. If you want to start weighing in now, feel free to uh, email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. But that is a subject that we're going to get to a little bit later when we have a little more time, because we're going to get into it uh, uh, quite a bit um, this morning. We've got uh, some audio, uh, a Senate hearing, um, kind of interesting uh, question with the uh, Homeland Security uh, Chief, Mayorkas. Um, Was in front of the Senate this week talking specifically about some of this stuff going on um, and uh, got quite contentious in in that testimony uh, at one point because of anti-Semitism coming from somebody within the Department of Homeland Security, basically calling for the genocide of all Jews. Not a good look when you have Homeland Security who's supposed to be protecting against that stuff and you have somebody posting on their social uh, media account.
4: Not something you want to hear from an official government representative. No,
2: no. Uh, Other things we're going to be talking about this morning? Um, Abortion. Man, we got a lot of touchy subjects to get to this morning. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about abortion. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to get to the point of talking about abortion and how it is affecting our military, uh, but it continues to affect our military because we have uh, that last count. I think over 500 or close to 500 military promotions that are being held up by one U.S. senator because of he, he doesn't think abortion should be paid for by U.S. tax dollars in the military. So we, I, I don't know if we're going to get to that today. I, I would like to because uh, there's a more important, closer to home, uh, abortion subject. Uh, a mother and a son here in Idaho have been charged with kidnapping after they took a teenager to Oregon for an abortion. By the way, it was not their own teenager. Mm. The yeah, boyfriend... That could be a problem. Yeah, the the boyfriend um, and the mother took somebody else's daughter, by the way, who was 15, to have an abortion in Oregon without telling the parents this is the law specifically uh, that we've had here with the idaho legislature that you know called for kidnapping charges if you take a child out of state without their parents permission to have a medical procedure and lo and behold that's exactly what happened kind of what happened allegedly yeah uh so we'll talk about that Uh, also the trial donald trump trial continues fraud case in new york city donald trump jr uh day number one of testimony yesterday um, doesn't necessarily remember a whole lot.
4: <laughs> I found that. Uh, yeah, kind of, I know I'm listed, kind of, I'm listed as one of the directors, but I didn't really do anything. I,
2: I, I kind of leave that up to the CPA. So I, I, I don't remember, uh, whether I did anything or, or not. Uh, he'll continue with testimony, by the way, today. That was just day number one yesterday. Um, so the
4: accountants are saying you told them to do this. <laughs> well, I usually leave those uh, decisions up to the accountants. Yeah. Yes, but they're the ones who are saying that you told them to do this. <laughs> so we'll talk a little
2: bit about this. And, and, and in, it, I, I have to say, uh, I, I haven't paid attention. I'm not in the jury trial. I, I'm not there. I haven't paid attention. Um, uh, I have to say, I mean, this is just my own personal attention. Own personal opinion, rather, Mm -hmm. in the parts that I have paid attention to and and reading, you know, the court testimony from the day before. Man, I have to say, I got to say, this judge seems a little biased. I, I just have to, and I don't. I know they're eventually probably going to be appealing whatever happens here if they lose and I think that's going to be part of the problem and and I'll I'll give it to you yesterday because of um, some objections that were made that were overruled by the judge and what he had to say about that so we'll talk about that also on the way this morning Uh, other things we're talking about of course sports we've got sports Uh, it's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA the place to go if you love breakfast, because remember, you can get breakfast not just for breakfast, you can get it for lunch at Pork Belly in CUNA. And there's 63rd season.
5: It's happened! The Texas Rangers win the World Series!
4: Dude, when there are two strikes in the series on the line, you got to be swinging at that close. <laughs> you can't. Uh, he rang him up. Uh, the Texas Rangers are the champions of baseball for 2023. Wednesday, the Rangers beat the Diamondbacks 5-0 in Game 5 of the World Series in Phoenix. In the postseason this year, Texas was a perfect 11-0 and in road games. It's the first championship in the history of the Rangers. The Franchise started as the expansion Washington Senators in 1961, after the previous Senators had just moved to Minnesota and changed their name to the Twins. The new Senators lasted 11 seasons in D.C. before moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth market and becoming the Texas Rangers in 1972. Until Wednesday, the team was 0-2 in the World Series, losing back-to-back series in 2010 to the Giants and 2011 to the Cardinals. Texas shortstop Corey Seager, who hit home runs in games 1, 3, and 4 against the Diamondbacks, was named series' most viable player. He won the same award in 2020 with the Dodgers. Rangers manager Bruce Bochy, who won the World Series three times, managing the Giants, becomes only the third manager, along with Sparky Anderson and Tony La Russa, to win titles in both the National and American Leagues. Hall of Fame basketball coach Bobby Knight died Wednesday in Bloomington, Indiana at age 83. As a player, Knight was a member of the Ohio State team that won the NCAA championship in 1960. He then won 902 games as a head coach, first coaching Army at West Point for six seasons, then spending 29 years at the University of Indiana, winning the national title in 1976, 1981, and 1987, and finishing his career with seven seasons at Texas Tech. Knight also coached the USA basketball team to a gold medal at the 1984 Olympic Games. He was elected to the National Basketball Hall of Fame in 1991 and the College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2006. That's sports.
2: By the way, uh, just for all of you fans who are fans of teams that lost over 90 games this year, there are hopes for you. Texas lost 94 games last year and won the World Series this year. So uh, there's, there's hope for you.
0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back
1: to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: Oh, man uh, that guy I
4: was over here in the corner going
2: juju 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 song gives me goosebumps by the way that is Chris Stapleton uh his rendition of in the air tonight it is the uh this year's theme song for Monday night football and uh oh my goodness, he also teams up by the it's way r- with Snoopy really, dog
4: dog it's a really good
2: Phil Collins imitation <laughs> <laughs> man um I love In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, but Chris Stapleton, in my opinion, may be even a little bit better. And I'm not a big, huge uh, country, current new country music fan. Uh, I don't listen to it a whole lot. But I have to admit, that guy's voice is just fantastic. Chris Stapleton? Yeah. And he's going to be here next year. I'm bringing this up because coming up tomorrow morning, Friday morning as we head into the weekend. We don't have tickets, do we? We have...
4: I found some tickets. All right.
2: We have tickets
4: we're going to give away to Chris
2: Stapleton tomorrow morning. Were
4: they they in that mailbox up front? Shut up. Marked NS. Shush your mouth
2: when you talk to me. Not saying. No, sir. Um We have tickets we're going to give away tomorrow morning. The great thing is these are tickets before uh, anybody else has them. Once again, the tickets don't go on sale in tomorrow, till tomorrow at 10 Mm a.m. So we have win it before you can buy it tickets. You want to be listening in tomorrow morning early. So those of you who are already up listening to us uh, early, God bless you and thank you. Uh, But tomorrow morning (laughs) it could start to pay off for you really early. We'll give you all the details how you're going to win coming up tomorrow morning just know before our show is over tomorrow we will hand somebody a pair of tickets to see chris stableton next yeah,
4: year probably figuratively because it'll be on the phone but we will yes yes yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, eventually we will so make sure you're listening in uh tomorrow well you should listen in every day but especially uh coming up tomorrow morning 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless phone lines are open if you want to take part in the show this morning uh just to give you a, a quick update fed held the uh rate steady uh, currently at a twenty-two high year high yesterday. We'll find out what yeah. the uh, Fed chairman had and to then, say
4: afterwards. And then Jerome Powell cleared his throat <laughs> and everything
2: went. Down. Um, the stock market did well yesterday. Uh, has been doing well this week and right now, an hour ahead of the opening, up hundred and sixty-two points on the Dow. Mm-hmm.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KBOI.
2: once again, uh, fairly warm after seeing a a week of uh, frost at this time of the morning. We're at 45 degrees in downtown Boise. A lot uh, of the reason for that being that we've got uh, cloud cover. Good news with the cloud cover, that came in with rain showers and a current storm system. And I say the reason that that's good news is because that got rid of the inversion that we've had for the past couple of days. So uh, our air quality has improved immensely since uh, this come in. Uh, by the way, you're going to see uh, some rain showers this morning. And uh, it's been a while since we've had a rain. So just be aware. Some of the places on the roadways, uh, side streets, could be a little bit uh, slick mixing with the uh, dust. We've got forming a little bit of slick mud this morning. So just be careful of that. Today's Thursday. And that means it is Sweet Deal Eve. Once again, tomorrow morning, we've got another KBOI Sweet Deal coming your way. Uh, this Sweet Deal really is sweet. It comes from Granny C's yeah, at yeah. Hillcrest Shopping Center. Boy, they're good. Muffins, clairs, cheesecakes, cinnamon rolls, cakes, a whole lot more, uh, all made from scratch, by the way. Great place to pick up your cakes. If you have a wedding coming up, maybe you have an anniversary or a birthday, uh, they can help you design uh, amazing birthday cakes. Um, these are custom birthday cakes. You also have Christmas and Thanksgiving coming up, so if you don't want to waste a lot of time making a homemade pie, there's nothing, no law that the legislature has passed that says that you can't go to Granny C's, order yourself home, homemade pumpkin pies, apple pies, cherry pies, whatever, cheesecake, and then when people come over, you said you slaved over the hot stove <laughs> the day, previous day making those, those delicious pies and cakes. Bring that up because holiday season is here. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., $50 gift certificates are going to be available for you for only 25. dollars By the way, they also serve breakfast there. They've got uh, biscuit and mm. uh, their their biscuits and gravy, Chris.
4: We went there and and spent an entire Friday morning there and they said at one point, "Would you guys like to try our biscuits and gravy?" And we said, "Yeah, sure. We have to." And I all I remember after that is singing happy songs all morning because <laughs> and and I kept talking about how great the biscuits and gravy were on the air and people kept coming in to get biscuits and gravy and finally the manager comes over he says would you mind advertising something else for a while we're running out of biscuits and gravy but oh um, my the the gravy was fantastic and the and the biscuits the biscuits were you know how sometimes you get biscuits and they they don't go down very easy cuz mm-hmm. they're kind of thick all yeah. oh, these were so fluffy yeah. and light and wonderful um
2: they also have what uh, what one of my I'm favorites. I'm over there right now. Ham and cheese and bacon and cheese oh. croissants, no, which, by too. the way, then you put the gravy over that was delicious, too. So those are just some of the things that you can get. Don't forget, they go on sale tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock sharp. Just be ready to go to com. Click on that Sweet Deal link.
0: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641, 45
2: degrees in downtown Boise. Thanks for listening in and being a part of the show. Remember, always be a more part of the show. If you call us, email us, or uh, text us, same as our main number. Got some uh, emails in uh, as we were ending the show yesterday uh, and after the show talking on some of the subjects. Um, One of the subjects we were talking about was the final subject of the day yesterday was talking about the sponsorship that some people are having trouble with with boise state university in a um loan company that uh offers payday loans payday loans one night loans whatever one day loans charging extremely high interest rates um this person uh texted in and and writes there have actually been surveys done suggesting that something like 50 percent of american adults cannot explain how compound interest works so if that many people can't explain compound interest, how can they understand? the terms of a loan, or even a credit card agreement, a lot of people literally don't understand what they're getting into, so all loans could be called predatory because people do not understand what they're getting into.
4: Hmm. You know, that's kind um, of a
2: good point, right? They call it
4: compound interest, because if you don't pay off your bill, they compound on your door, (laughs) and they will get the money somehow. Um,
2: Another person uh, texted us yesterday. Uh, We were Talking also about uh, immigration um, and the, the type of people who are coming across our border, um, not just uh, from Mexico. You, you've got Chinese nationals, people from Afghan uh, Afghanistan coming in, Iran. Um, and one woman had called in or, or had written us yesterday and said that basically she didn't believe that there were people from other countries coming all the way across the ocean just to come into the United States through mexico uh this person writes that woman who wrote in yesterday is living in a bubble if she thinks those people coming across the southern border are not from other countries other than mexico or central america they have proof video proof and to think that they would lie and say that they're from a different country is ridiculous we have chinese nationals coming across our southern border we have venezuelans whose government has been helped by hamas coming across the southern border we have people from ukraine using the southern border we have people coming from all over the world including the middle east Via the southern border, we are not a safe country anymore.
4: Okay. Thank you for your uh, emails and texts. I still feel relatively safe. I mean, a lot of the homegrown people are committing a lot of crimes, but, uh,
2: you know. Yeah. Um, Could be problematic. Like like Chris says, I, I, I feel safe, but, you know it's going to be 2020 hindsight and we mentioned this you know if there is a terrorist attack because there have been a hundred and around 170 people that we know of that have been captured here in the united states coming across our southern border that are on terrorist watch list
6: Mm
4: -hmm.
2: that does not include um what could be a number of people in the $1.7 million, uh, 1.7 million people who came across the southern border that we haven't caught, the, what they call the gotaways. They've come across the border illegally but not at checkpoints and got away into a, our, our country. So if we've had out of the millions of people this year that have come across, I think it's up to 3 million people as of last month. And out of those 3 million people... 170 of them are on known terrorist lists you you can probably guess there were probably people who came across that are also on terrorist lists that we don't know about And, and granted out of 3 million people 170 people is not a lot but i don't think you even want one known terrorist coming into your country
4: no probably not
2: no so 170 basically would be a lot KBY news Newstime, 645. Time for another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Check out the menu. You're getting ready to head out there when they open the doors at 7 o'clock this morning? Uh, make make sure you check it out because that, that'll save you a lot of time because the menu is so uh, uh, elaborate and uh, lots of delicious stuff. might be a little hard to decide. You can always check out their menu um, by uh, getting on the
4: PorkBellyIdaho.com website. The Boise State women's soccer season has ended. The Broncos lost 1-0 to Utah State Wednesday in the semifinals of the Mountain West Championship Tournament in Laramie, Wyoming. Boise State finishes the season with 11 wins, 4 losses, and 6 ties overall, and 8 wins, 2 losses, and 1 tie in conference play. Broncos goaltender Genevieve Crenshaw had 4 saves. Boise State's 4 losses uh, for the season ties the school record for fewest in a year. The Texas Rangers are the champions of baseball for 2023. Wednesday, the Rangers beat the Diamondbacks 5-0 in Game 5 of the World Series in Phoenix. In the postseason this year, Texas was a perfect 11-0 and in road games. It is the first championship in the history of the Rangers. The franchise started as the expansion Washington Senators in 1961 after the previous Senators had moved to Minnesota and changed their name to the Twins. The new Senators lasted 11 seasons in D.C. before moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth market and becoming the Texas Rangers in 1972. Until Wednesday, the team was 0-2 in the World Series all-time, losing back-to-back series in 2010 to the Giants and 2011 to the Cardinals. Texas shortstop Corey Seager, who hit home runs in games 1-3-4 and 4 against the Diamondbacks, was named series' most valuable player. He won the same award in 2020 with the Dodgers. Rangers manager Bruce Bochy, who won the World Series three times managing the Giants, becomes only the third manager, along with Sparky Anderson and Tony La Russa, to win titles in both the National and American Leagues. That's sports.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Hey Google! How do I win Chris Stapleton tickets tomorrow? Well, you can win them by listening here to the Casper and Chris Show. Beginning at 6 tomorrow morning, we're going to give you a chance to text and win. So those people who are up early, those people who are listening right now, make sure you're doing so again tomorrow because you have a chance to get Chris Stapleton concert tickets, a pair of the tickets, when he comes to town next year at the Ford Idaho Center. You have a chance to get your tickets before anybody else because they don't go on sale till 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Once again, Nate was telling
4: in. us. Nate was telling us a story yesterday. His uh, wife, uh, d- w- d- you know, wants to go see Chris Stapleton, and uh, she was upset because uh, the last time he was in town was their wedding day, and so <laughs> they decided, you know, to have the wedding and not go to the concert.
2: If she would have been smart, she probably would have gone to the concert instead. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, you, you might even ask. They had a great wedding. You Van- might even ask now. Fantastic food. If you had to do it all over again, would you have gone to Chris Stapleton instead? Mm, there we go. She she may say, you know what?
4: <laughs> no, of No, she beats me. No, of course not. Of course not. In the background, she's nodding her head at
2: us. Coming up for you uh, this morning, we still have uh, more to give away. Uh, Another chance to pick up your $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro in downtown Meridian. What a uh, wonderful place to eat. That $50, by the way, uh, easily feed your family if you want to get in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Once again, at uh, Deja Brew Bistro. All you have to do is answer our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible questions, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. When it comes to uh, real estate, this is a crazy, crazy market. You have high interest rates, but you still have uh, a low number of houses being available, driving that price up. Want to find out how you can uh, make it possible to buy, or if you're looking to sell, if it's a good time to sell, they can help you out with things such as a market analysis uh, to tell you how much your home is worth uh that is free all you have to do is call them today at 208-888-4128 all right our question today this absolutely awful horrible yucky tasting necco wafers have been around since 1847 there's always been eight original flavors that exist today chocolate cinnamon clove lemon licorice lime orange and wintergreen however there was once a ninth flavor It was dropped because the flavor was too strong. What was it? If you know, stick around.
1: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The first
7: of Donald Trump's children taking the stand as a witness in the civil fraud trial that could tear the family real estate business apart. I should have worn makeup. Donald Trump Jr. and his brother Eric took control of the Trump Organization when their father became president. But today in court, Trump Jr. described himself as just a real estate broker. And when asked if he was familiar with basic accounting practices or was a member of an accounting organization, he answered, sounds exciting, but no. Once his testimony is finished, Eric Trump will take his place on the witness stand. Ivanka Trump, their sister, is expected to testify now next week.
2: Trial continues with uh, Donald Trump Jr. uh, again today.
0: Uh,
2: I I find it interesting. And I'm not paying 100% attention to this trial. Uh, It's not being on television anywhere. And so I'm not there. And this trial has been going on for weeks already. And there's estimation that the trial could be going on in through December. It's a long trial. Hmm. um but i do i do occasionally read on it and, and and i read up yesterday um on testimony from a banking expert and as, as i'm reading through this and, and what happened in court and reading about the banking expert testifying um even i'm i don't have a dog in this fight but even i ha- have questioned some of the things going on in this trial and that the possibility that you have bias from the prosecuting attorney, bias possibly from the judge. And based on some of the things that happened, it just causes me to shake my head. The banking ex- expert testified yesterday that Donald Trump and his company could have benefited more than $168 million by obtaining favorable loan terms on transactions where the former president personally guaranteed the loans. Now, the Attorney General's office called Michael McCarty to testify about his assessment, that's a banking expert, of the $168 million in what the judge calls ill-gotten gains. McCarthy analyzed the lending documents related to the transaction at issue and calculated the difference in interest payments that Trump might have paid with the commercial real estate loan that could have had a much higher interest rate than the rate he obtained personally guaranteed the loans on the basis. Now, I emphasize may have and could have, because that's what he said. There is no evidence saying that that would have happened. Trump's attorney, Chris Kine, argued repeatedly in objections that the expert should not be permitted to suggest what loan rate Trump.org could have gotten because no trial evidence has been presented to show the lenders would have changed the loan terms if the net worth was inflated based on asset valuation and financial statements. Judge uh, Ngoran overruled the defense objections, reminding uh, the lawyers that his previous summary judgment, he'd already found Trump and his company liable for fraud before the trial even started, saying, quote, I already decided they were ill-gotten. He's not deciding that. He's just giving us the numbers. McCarty testified that lenders uh, price an interest rate based on the risk they associate with the transaction. Risk is a representation of the probability of default. As a probability of default goes up, you have to compensate that for the potential loss. To do that, he said, you raise interest rates. The subject loans made the bank lots of money, but the fraudulent financial statements could have possibly cost the banks lots of money. The less collateral for a loan, the riskier it is. And a first principle of loan accounting is that as risk rises, so do interest rates, unquote. Thus, he said, the financial statements would have allowed the lenders to make even more money than they did. That was what Goran wrote in his summary judgment. Now, here's what I find interesting on this case. This is a financial expert banking expert that has nothing to do with the loans that President Trump took out. This could be such an easy open and shut case for the prosecution. If you would just get the banking experts of the financial institutions that gave Donald Trump Organization the loans and said, Would you have charged more interest had you done better due diligence to find out that Trump himself was inflating his assets? So the question, my first question is, why aren't the banks that gave the loans being called to court by the prosecution? Why are they bringing in experts that have nothing to do to say this could have happened, this may have happened if this happened? Call the people that it actually happened to. Why is that not happening? I don't have an answer. It just seems it seems strange. And the facts, like I said, were the objections saying there are no facts saying that this is this happened. You're just have a banking expert that said this may happen, it could happen. Possibly if this happened and it just says, no, I've already ruled that these are ill gotten gains before the trial even started. So uh, these are these are facts that can be entered into the into the court ruling. Once again, the other parts of this that I that I don't explain when it that I can't explain and I don't understand, and and I, probably the reason that the prosecution is not calling the banks that were involved in this, and maybe they will in the future, I don't know. Like I said, this is could be going on until December, is because uh, the banks don't agree, and the banks or or the banks would look really bad, if they're called forward and said, so why did you give a loan on basically what a is, you know, alleged by the prosecution a pinky swear that Trump just promised that his stuff was, wh- why did you not do your due diligence?
4: Yeah, one of them might say,
2: well, he had a TV show. It's, it's not illegal to, g- to give loans, you know, to banks, have banks give loans to people. It, it's just weird because if you or I went, and, and by the way, I have. So has my uh, wife and I um, tried to get loans for our company. And it's very difficult to do. You can't just go in and say, we need a loan for this much, this is how much we need, and by the way, this is how much our business is worth. No, you have to do a full accounting. You have our CPA was involved. Um, you have to give bank records. You have to give IRS records, and, and then the bank checks all that and stuff they, out.
4: But they won't just take your word for it.
2: They don't not mine, but I don't. Maybe they take Donald Trump's word. I don't know. It just the whole case just seems very weird to me. But as weird as it seems to me, I really don't think Donald Trump is going to win.
4: Well, considering the judge already ruled, yeah, I think you're right. I
2: I, he could lose hundreds of millions of dollars in this even though I I just I don't understand the the facts of this it it just it it, it's amazing to me but the case will continue all of the uh, family Donald Trump Jr. back today Eric Trump his daughter is supposed to uh, be a part of it and then Donald Trump will be called to the stand so there's a, a lot more to come News Time 715. Let's get a, uh, another check on what's going on with sports again this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna, the place to go. If you want breakfast, they're open. Get in today.
4: We uh, talked about the World Series. The Texas Rangers are the champions. They uh, beat the Diamondbacks 5-0 in Game 5, which was last night. Uh, Hall of Fame basketball coach Bobby Knight died Wednesday in Bloomington, Indiana. He was 83 years old. As a player, he was a member of the Ohio State team that won the NCAA championship in 1960. He then won 902 games as a head coach, first coaching Army at West Point for six seasons, then spending 29 years at the University of Indiana, winning the national title in 1976, 81, and 87. And then he finished his career with seven seasons at Texas Tech. In the NBA Wednesday, Portland beat Detroit 110-101. Utah beat Memphis 133-109. Golden State topped the Kings 102-101. And the Celtics scored their most lopsided win since 1959, defeating the Pacers 155-104. to Ouch. And there's uh, NFL football tonight. Tennessee plays at Pittsburgh. That's at 6 o'clock. The game will be televised by Amazon Prime, if you're a member. That's sports.
0: Casper and Chris on Google Play.
4: We are News Talk, KBOI. This market is
2: up huge across the board, 200 points above uh, on the Dow, ahead of the opening, 177 on the NASDAQ. Um, I wanted to get to two things this morning, Uh, just real quickly. um, Wanted to delve in. Apparently, Jerome Powell didn't frown yesterday during his uh, talks after announcing that the Fed rate would stay the same.
8: Yeah, I mean, he had a little bit of a muted tone, but it was interesting because he did make a specific statement saying that the the central banks has a significant journey ahead to bring inflation down to 2%. But uh, investors are clearly betting that that is uh, basically they're going to stay put for now, meaning no more rate hikes for the foreseeable future. Actually, Fed futures um, markets are pricing in the fact that we will see rate cuts on the back half of 2024 and early 2025. So again, investors are going to be paying very close, very close attention to, to Friday's jobs report which could change this narrative, but overall the market uh clearly is optimistic. Around the Federal Reserve, saying they're staying put for now, they didn't rule out rate hikes in December, but i I think um, okay. I think they're going to stay put for now, especially around these interest rates all
2: right, and the other thing uh, we told people we would talk about today cryptocurrency now it, the Bitcoin is down uh, a little bit, but it's still above thirty five thousand so it went up big again yesterday um, it's over up over a thousand in the uh, last what two to three weeks what's what's going on because you don't really look at this and say, "Oh, this is a run." You know, to safety, because I wouldn't necessarily think people would consider, you know, cryptocurrencies, quote unquote,
8: safety. The, the crypto enthusiasts certainly will say that, that Bitcoin is the digital gold and it's a non-correlated asset, meaning it's not going to, it'll it'll perform opposite of what equities are doing. Um, And largely we've seen cryptocurrency in a whole, especially Bitcoin, kind of follow the technology space. But there's been a little bit of disconnect, but we've seen a good rally. I mean, Bitcoin rose to a 17-month high and there's two things that are really driving this growth that we've seen as of late. And that is the optimism that the securities, the securities and exchange commission, the SEC. Will they approve the launch of a Bitcoin exchange-traded fund? So basically, these funds are just going to be a new a new way where investors can invest in cryptocurrency and really accelerate a a new round of growth, especially on the institutional side. Good example for financial advisors. It's re, I mean, it is really hard to give advice on these cryptocurrencies because they're not defined. It's not a security. So if we get some definition from our our regulators on what this is and what the compliance approach is yeah this is likely going to be a tremendous tailwind for Bitcoin, And also there's optimism around the uh, comments made by the Federal Reserve, which drove in some more speculation as we're seeing in the NASDAQ, and we're seeing that ride uh, is step-in-step with Bitcoin. But again, it's at a 17-month high, and there's certainly some uh, growing growing optimism around Bitcoin, and it looks like that rally is uh, looking to continue, especially today.
2: All right, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. It looks like we're going to be opening up uh, big here to the uh, upside when the uh, stock market opens up. Like I said, all three of the indexes are up. As as I mentioned, Bitcoin is down a little this morning. Uh, we'll keep you updated with updates throughout the day and then talk to you tomorrow morning. And before we leave, uh, Jeremiah Bates, just want to wish you a hey, happy birthday today.
8: Thank you. I how, appreciate it. How old are you? Um, uh, I'm on the wrong side of 35. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, I was going to say. You're, you're
2: still a baby. So uh, happy birthday. I uh, hope you have a good one today.
8: Thanks, Jess. Be a
1: part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
5: More than enough Republicans joining Democrats to reject the call to throw George Santos out of his congressional seat, despite multiple federal fraud indictments, and his admitting he lied to voters who elected him.
6: I feel like due process is still alive. I feel like there's enough colleagues on both sides of the aisle here who understand that.
5: Santos about to get that due process on fraud charges while continuing to collect his congressional paycheck. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington.
0: Prosecutors allege Santos falsely reported donating his campaign a half a million dollars when he only had $8,000 in the bank and accused the Long Island Republican of stealing the personal identities of some donors and charging their credit cards repeatedly to fund his campaign. But even lawmakers who find all that concerning warn expelling Santos before his trial ends would set a dangerous precedent.
2: George Santos easily survived a uh, vote last night to expel him from
4: the House. I didn't think they were going to uh, do it yesterday simply because uh, no person has ever been expelled from the House in history who hasn't been convicted first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most
2: Republicans and even 31 Democrats opted to withhold punishment. The effort to kick sanders out of the House was led by his fellow New York Republicans who are anxious to distance themselves from the uh, colleague infamous for fabricating his life story and accused of stealing from donors, lying to Congress, and receiving unemployment benefits he did not deserve. As you heard there, it would have uh, required a two-thirds vote, uh, didn't even get a majority. Final vote being 179 for expulsion and 213 against... To succeed, numerous Republican lawmakers would have had to break ranks. Newly elected uh, Speaker Mike Johnson, who said Santos should get his day in court, also recently told Fox News that if Congress is going to expel members because they are charged with a crime or accused of wrongdoing, that would be a problem. Some of the Democrats also voiced concerns about getting ahead of the Ethics Committee, which issued a rare memo the day before citing the depth of its inv- investigation with some 40 witnesses contacted and the issuance of 37 subpoenas. So I, I, I think you no matter what you think about George Santos and the fact that maybe he shouldn't deserve to be in Congress, keep in mind he he was elected by his district, and he has not been found guilty of anything yet. So I, I yeah, I, I kind of agree with the people that are saying you may not like him, but do you really, as congressman, want people to be able to start saying we sh- we can kick you out because we don't like something you did? Well, I, I haven't been found guilty. I've I, I've only had allegations. Doesn't matter. We don't like it. We're kicking you out. It sends a bad precedent, especially for congressmen, right? Because. Yeah
4: a lot of people don't like it is hard to get a straight answer to get a straight answer of any kind out of him because you know people come up and the first thing want to they want to do is uh, say now you fabricated the following 300 things why <laughs>
2: um the other interesting thing that that ha- came out of this whole thing um after this happened also Wednesday evening the house voted to reject an effort to censure One of the Jihad Squad, Representative Rashida Tlaib, for her anti-Israeli comments. After Democrats, after that happened, Democrats also called off their effort to censure Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene for attempting to censure Rashida Tlaib. I know it's it's a little confusing, but
4: an attempted censure.
2: Yeah, two of them. So it was. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who had put forth the, the fact that they wanted to censure Rashida Tlaib, that failed. So since that failed, Democrats then called off their effort to censure Marjorie Taylor Greene because she was trying to censure Rashida Tlaib. All right. It's a good thing there's nothing else going on in Congress right mm-hmm. now that they need to talk about and take care of, right? Well, this I mean, you know, this all is the, the
4: important stuff that the, has to get done. All the big problems you know, have already been solved. So, you know, what else have they got to do?
2: 7.45, time for a final check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning brought to you by good friends Pork Belly and Kuna, where they are there every morning really early. Why? Because uh, it takes a long time to make deliciousness. Some of the stuff that they make from scratch uh, includes things like pulled pork that sit on the smoker for 12, 13 hours. Uh, That's why it is so good. Get in, find out today why everybody's talking about Pork Belly and Kuna.
4: The Boise State women's soccer season has ended. The Broncos lost 1-0 to Utah State Wednesday in the semifinals of the Mountain West Championship Tournament in Laramie, Wyoming. Boise State finishes the season with 11 wins, 4 losses, and 6 ties overall, and 8 wins, 2 losses, and 1 tie in conference play. Broncos goaltender Genevieve Crenshaw had 4 saves. Boise State's 4 losses ties the school record for fewest losses in a season. The Texas Rangers are the champions of baseball for 2023. Wednesday, the Rangers beat the Diamondbacks 5-0 in Game 5 of the World Series in Phoenix. In the postseason this year, Texas was a perfect 11-0 in road games. It's the first championship in the history of the Rangers. The franchise started as the expansion Washington Senators in 1961 after the previous Senators had moved to Minnesota and changed their name to the Twins. The new Senators lasted 11 seasons in D.C. before moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth market and becoming the Texas Rangers in 1972. Until Wednesday, the team was 0-2 in the World Series, losing back-to-back series in 2010 to the Giants and 2011 to the Cardinals. Texas shortstop Corey Seager, who hit home runs in games 1-3-4 and four against the Diamondbacks, was named series' most valuable player. He won the same award in 2020 with the Dodgers. Rangers manager Bruce uh, Bruce Bocci, who won the World Series three times managing the Giants, becomes only the third manager, along with Sparky Anderson and Tony La Russa, to win titles in both the National and American Leagues. At sports
0: tonight at ten, it's Michael Knowles.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Seven fifty one.
2: Thanks for listening in. Remember, phone lines are open if you want to take part in the show. 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. All right, let's uh, get to the story I told you uh, earlier this morning. This is one of the things we were going to be talking about this morning. Get your input if you would like to weigh in. An Idaho uh, woman and her son have officially been charged with kidnapping after prosecutors say they took their son's minor girlfriend out of state to get an abortion. Court documents show Idaho police began investigating the mother and son earlier this summer after the 15-year-old girl's mother told authorities her daughter had been sexually assaulted and then later taken to Oregon to have an abortion. Now, as you know, with some narrow technical exceptions, abortion is banned throughout pregnancy here in Idaho. The procedure is legal in Oregon, prompting many patients to cross the state border for services. Recently, the state made it illegal to help minors get an abortion in another state without parents' consent. Legislation aimed at preventing minors who don't have parental approval from getting abortions out of state. According to an affidavit, the mother of the girl who traveled for the abortion abortion believed her daughter was living with her father, but told authorities she later found out that the teen was actually staying at her boyfriend's house for several months in Pocatello. The girl, 15-year-old girl, told law enforcement officials she began having consensual sexual relationship with her boyfriend when he was 17 and she was 15. The relationship continued when he turned 18, when the uh, girl said she became pregnant. According to court documents, the girl said she was happy when she found out she was pregnant, but her boyfriend was not so happy, warning that he would not pay for child support and that he would end their relationship. Boyfriend's mother later demanded the girl not tell her parents, and threatened to kick her out of the house if she did tell her parents that they took her to get a divorce, or a divorce, uh, an abortion. The girl told authorities she uh, traveled to Bend, Oregon, about 550 miles away from Pocatello, with her boyfriend and his mom in May to get an abortion. Police later used the girl's cell phone data to confirm that they had traveled at the time that she said that they had traveled the mother later told police she rented a car to go with her son and the girl to Oregon and said that the abortion was mutually agreed upon between the girl and her son she said she never coerced anyone into having an abortion prosecutors have since charged the mother with second degree kidnapping and the son with the same charge along with rape and three counts of producing child sexually exploitive material after authorities said that the boyfriend captured sexually explicit video and photos of the girl mother by the way is also facing multiple drug charges
4: go
5: figure
2: prosecutors say the kidnapping charges were brought because the mother and son intended to keep or conceal the girl from her parents by transporting the child out of state for the purpose of obtaining an abortion
4: yeah this uh... It has so many ill-advised points to it.
2: I, I don't know how you can support, it, and, and you have seen people saying, you know, hey, if if children want to go out of state to get their abortion, and they're afraid to tell their parents or don't want to tell their parents, they should be allowed to have other adults take them out of the state for an abortion.
4: To which parents say, N- no.
2: Yeah, I, I I, don't, I I mean, I get the pro-abortion, anti-abortion stances, all right? You have strong feelings. One, I just don't get where you can say, if you take out abortion, all right, take out the, the touchiness of the abortion situation and say, all right, my uh, son took his 15-year-old's girlfriend out of the state to get a breast augmentation because her parents wouldn't allow her to do it. So he did it without telling their parents and got the it's it's a, an elective surgery is that okay if you take abortion completely out is it is it okay to go and get an elective surgery without you know for a minor a 15 year old a 14 year old whatever
4: without getting parental consent I really feel like the answer is supposed to be no
2: <laughs> it, it's the the whole thing of people trying to claim that this is okay is just is just weird to me and you get into a situation like this and i know all situations are are different but i mean everything about this situation is not good when you look at it from a parent standpoint not not even knowing that your daughter is living with your 15 year old daughter is
4: living with another 18 year old and you think that he's she's at his dad's house She didn't start out you know obviously with like mother and father of the year but apparently uh, her boyfriend's mother wasn't mother of the year either. I mean, who thinks it's okay to hide something you're doing with somebody else's 15-year-old daughter from them?
2: Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, really. And granted, they started dating, you know, they were both minors, but now one is an adult. The girl is still a minor. Your thoughts, 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We've got news coming up here next. You want to email us? You can email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com.
0: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike
1: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on
0: News Talk, KBOI. Police accuse a Pocatello man and his mother of taking his teen girlfriend to Oregon for an abortion. Court documents claim the 15-year-old girl's mom thought she was living with her dad, but she was living with her 18-year-old boyfriend and his family. She got pregnant and they took her to Bend for an abortion in May, telling her if she told her parents she'd be kicked out. Amongst other charges, the boyfriend's mom faces second-degree kidnapping charges and drug charges. He faces kidnapping and rape charges. Janae Ryan with CBS 2 News for News Talk, KBOI. 208
2: 336, 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Your thoughts on this? Um, I'm hard pressed. I would love to hear if you disagree with the charges here. Because as this was being discussed in the legislature, this new law that you're not able to take a minor across state lines for an abortion because you can no longer get abortions here. in Idaho that you'll be charged with kidnapping. Now, I'm also vehemently against when when abortion was legal here in Idaho to take a minor to an abortion clinic here in Idaho without their parents' knowledge. I just, I don't understand how you can think that it's okay to take somebody else's kid, a minor kid, to get a medical procedure, whether it's abortion or any other thing.
4: Yeah, it does not seem like it is your place to do so. It would seem like getting the parents' permission would be optimum. However, there were a lot of people
2: who came out and did not support what the legislature did in, in passing this law back uh, in uh, March, saying that th- this is dangerous, that, you know, sometimes kids need abortions and they don't want to have their parents, or maybe their parents don't ab- believe in abortion. Uh-huh.
4: So, other. When you're you're a minor, you are subject to what your parents believe and do not believe.
2: Right? So the pushback on this just didn't make sense. And and now uh, I'm looking to hear if those people who, you know, think that we should allow kids whose parents don't believe that they should have an abortion to be taken to get an abortion out of state with the help of uh, another adult. We did have, I, I wish he had stayed on the line. What, did, what specifically was uh, point, uh, Derek, before he hung up? Apparently he couldn't stay through news at the top of the hour. Uh, this day and age that uh, men still think they can control women. That's not what this is about. This is about this day and age, a parent being able to control mm-hmm. what their minor child does.
4: However, part of the story was the 18-year-old male. Uh, telling the 15-year-old female, uh, I don't care if I got you pregnant. I'm not going to pay any child support. I'm not going to do anything. You're coming with us to get an abortion. That's all there is to it. And I, it's something you, you can probably control a 15-year-old girl, I suppose, a lot easier than you can a full-grown woman. I should probably change the wording on that. A 15-year-old girl is a full-grown woman, but not completely mature you know, there, mental, yeah, mentally that, yet.
2: That's better, That's better way to put it. And as anybody who has ever had sons or daughters,
4: as a matter of fact,
2: <clears throat> as a matter of fact,
4: yeah, just leave, leaving the parents completely out of it, with not even any, any knowledge of what's going on, you know, and the fact that they didn't even know that she was living with her boyfriend, there, there's a lot going on there. That
2: yeah, that's that's a uh, yeah. little
4: problematic too. Like I said, this wasn't just a that's deal right. where can't oh say everybody's blameless. Oh my gosh, everything was perfect right up to the point where this happened. No, it wasn't. But uh, still. Some things are you know, some things are just wrong to do.
2: Yeah, everybody who's had a a teenager who is quote saying they've met the love of their life, you you know how end of the world devastating it is when they end up breaking up. They think they're never going to find love again. They're never gonna get you know, so a fifteen year old girl
4: the younger you are, the more fun melodrama is.
2: Fifteen year old girl whose boyfriend who I'm sure she is in love with, you know, he tells her, If you don't abort this baby, we are through
4: and by the way gosh who wouldn't be in love with someone like that (laughs)
2: no exactly by the way
4: swell guy uh
2: he also said i will not pay child support if you go through with the birth of this child guess Mm -hmm. what you don't get to decide that sir (laughs) that's decided by the state of idaho court system i refuse clank (laughs) so there's a lot about this that, that is wrong but you know hey Hey, maybe we're not viewing this the correct way. So if you think we're all wet, 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, the other thing that, you know, I want to point out, you know, because uh, the mother is, is just claiming, hey, she didn't try to influence or do anything. Uh, the exception here is that you, you really maybe didn't like specifically try to influence. However, Um, You aren't blameless in this because it wasn't your 18-year-old son who took his girlfriend. You rented the car that took the girlfriend and your son to get the abortion because an 18-year-old isn't old enough to rent a car. Oh, that's right. Got to be 25. So you, you you cannot claim you're blameless in this because you had to rent the car to be able to do this. The other part of the problem here is um, that isn't mentioned a whole lot other than the fact that when they first started dating, both were minors. Mm-hmm. Um, when this happened, he was 18, she was 15. He is legally an adult. She was still a minor. That's problematic. Yeah. Uh, the other problematic not, part of this— Not
4: to mention way against the law.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, is that uh, he also received three counts of producing child sexually exploitive material— because authorities said that uh, they found sexually explicit videos and photos of the 15-year-old girl on the boy's
4: phone. Just a series of uh, you know bad choices, mm-hmm. bad decisions. If
2: you want to weigh in, uh, feel free. Uh, we'll take a break here. Um, but if you want to uh, weigh in, you can email us. Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. You can also uh, text us, 208 336 or you can wait till, uh after bottom of the hour news. If you want to call us, you can feel free to do that. We'll take a break. When we come back, you have a chance. at your $50 gift certificate to Deja Brubistro Bistro in uh, Meridian with the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. That's coming up right after Bronco Sports Today.
0: Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Mm, we must have a damn near impossible question. Only two people on the uh, line right now. Hmm. Very rarely happens. Two people ready to answer the phone at 208-336-3700. If they don't get it right and you want to try and call in, you think you know the answer to the damn near impossible question, go ahead and give us a call right now. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call 208-888-4128 for all your needs when it comes to real estate. Greg's going to get first crack at our question this morning. Greg, the absolutely awful, icky-ucky-tasting Necco wafers have been around since 1847. There's always been eight original flavors that still exist today. Chocolate, cinnamon, clove, lemon, licorice, lime, orange, and wintergreen. However, there was once a ninth flavor. And according to rumors, it was dropped because they got complaints that it was too strong. The flavor was too strong. What was that ninth flavor? I believe it was peppermint. You believe it was peppermint? Is that
8: just a guess? Uh Peppermint. no, I, I I did a little research, <laughs> but I I was surprised uh, to find that. But uh, peppermint, peppermint is, is it. it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And by the way,
2: it's not it's illegal right. to do research. Uh, we call it, it's like for a test. You're studying. Uh, congratulations, Greg. Yes, it is peppermints the taste of chalky peppermint was way too strong
4: even stronger than the ones they say are curiously strong
2: yeah uh congratulations 50 dollars gift certificate once again to deja brew bistro in downtown boise is yours hang on the line don't forget if you didn't get through we have one more chance for you coming up here uh tomorrow morning if you want to uh listen in um, at about the same time, we'll give you that one final chance of that $50 gift to it. Also, a reminder, coming up tomorrow morning, you do want to be listening in at 6 o'clock if you like. Chris Stapleton, love to see a uh, show with him. Tickets for the concert next year will go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We have tickets before you can win them. Before 10 o'clock, we will give away a pair of tickets. It will be a texting contest and we'll have all the details Beginning tomorrow morning, just after six a.m. If you want to see Chris Stapleton, make sure you're listening in. We'll take a break. News coming up here next at the bottom of the hour. Back to your phone calls and emails once again this morning. Also, uh, as promised, we we are going to get to uh, the question of uh, Jewish hate, anti-Semitism is not just on the rise, uh, shockingly on the rise, and I don't understand why. And maybe somebody has an explanation about this Um, we'll talk about it we'll hear about some of it Um, and we've got some audio from uh, Senate hearing also yesterday on this particular subject Um, but I want to get your your take I I get it that what is going on in Israel you've got people on both sides supporting uh, but what is it specifically about the hatred that we are seeing for Jews right now not just in Israel by the way I'm talking about the United States we'll get to that coming
1: up Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1 now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton this is Casper and Chris live and local on News
5: Talk KBOI authorities announcing the arrest of Cornell student Patrick Dye after he allegedly posted messages online this week calling for the deaths of his Jewish classmates at the university. The complaint alleges that died threatened to kill students at a dining hall that caters to Jewish students, and is located next to the Cornell Jewish Center. The university saying in a statement, it is grateful to the FBI for the swift arrest, but adding campus police will maintain its heightened security presence.
4: Jeez, whoever's paying for his Ivy League education probably <laughs> yeah. is, uh the short end of the stick at this point
2: hopefully he doesn't have a full ride scholarship the 21 year old rested on Tuesday for the uh, posting the threats online against Jewish students at the university Patrick die is a junior originally from Pittsburgh New York rested on fr- a federal criminal complaint charging him with posting threats to kill or injure another using interstate communications Messages posted on a fraternity and sorority forum alarm students prompting response from police and New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Uh, Anonymous threats were the latest in a surge of uh, anti-Semitic and Islamophobic incidents across the nation since the start of the war on October 7th. Cornell President Martha E. Pollock said in a statement that there were a series of horrendous anti-Semitic messages made against the university's Jewish community, specifically naming the address of a student-run Jewish organization.
4: I just feel like that wasn't very well thought through. How about you?
2: Uh, Yeah, and is any of this very well
4: thought through? Possibly not.
2: According to the university's uh, Hillel chapter, there are about 3,000 undergraduates and 500 graduate Jewish students at Cornell making up about 22% of the student body. Reports of hate crimes against both Jews and Muslims have climbed since the start of the war between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Anti-Defamation uh, League released preliminary data showing that a, a nearly 400% increase in reported anti-Semitic incidents have been alleged here in the united states since the beginning of the war so in a little what would we say the war started almost a month ago about mm-hmm. a month ago 400 percent increase in one month that's just just four times as many and a man uh, nevada man has been jailed see if you don't you, you didn't think this guy was smart wait till you hear this one uh, A nevada man has been jailed on charges of threatening senator jackie rosen with repeated anti-semitic Phone messages after the uh, Hamas attack on Israel. John Anthony Miller, arrested on October 26, charged with threatening a federal official. U.S. Magistrate Judge Elena uh, Yochak ordered him detained with a court appearance that will be scheduled for November 13th. Miller allegedly called Rosen's office numerous times from October 11th to the 19th, left threatening messages filled with profanity and derogatory names. Miller left his name and phone number in at least two of the messages. So you thought the, the last person didn't think things through?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, not that it's any better that you, uh, at uh, least they, they, it made it easy for the, you, the officials to find him, right? You,
4: you guys don't even have a knife sharpener, do you? One of He's the, not the sharpest. Name. Yeah.
2: One of the messages uh, the Octo- on October 7th, I'm quoting this here, on October 17th said, We're going to finish what Hitler started. We're going to finish what Hitler started. FBI Director Christopher Wray. Uh, the, these numbers are staggering. Pay attention to this. FBI Director Christopher Ray said the threats against the Jewish community have reached historic levels because they are targeted by a variety of terror groups. While representing just 2.4% of the population in the United States, Jews are targeted right now. By sixty percent of the religious-based hate crimes. Wow, two point four percent of the population. Yet sixty percent of religious-based hate crimes are happening against Jews. I
4: mean that's you know way more than it should be. There are lots of religions. And
2: I, I, I guess I don't get it. I I don't understand the abs, I I mean, this is, this is, this is a people, a group of people that if this was happening to say uh, the black community, the outrage in America would be over the top right now. If you if you had seen a 400% increase in hate crimes against the black community in just one month.
4: There is a lot of outrage about this, though.
2: It doesn't seem to be a lot because there are some people that don't believe it's
4: a big deal. No matter there's, what happens. There's a there's, lot of people that believe Jews should be killed. There are always some people that are going to believe the opposite of, of you know, or what we do, I guess 208-336-3700, 3700
2: pound pounds six seventy on your verizon wireless you can uh, email us mike at k b i chris at k b i what do you think what do you think's going on why the huge increase hate crimes i get i get what 's going on in, in israel, but this isn 't something new that just started. It's just seen a 400% increase. It was also, it was growing last year in 2022, according to FBI numbers, before the Israel-Hamas-Palestinian war. MSNBC's uh, political commentator, Danny Deutsch, was on recently um, talking about rising anti-Semitism in the United States and uh, he during the interview he sounded the alarm and argued that people are feeling something in their stomachs in this country that they've never felt before
9: israel seems to be on trial which i don't understand that, that israel um people are saying cease fire and of course none of us want violence but there was a ceasefire on october 6th and since that time we know what happened october 7th beheading raping every inhumane thing that you can do, ripping babies out of mother's wombs. And since then, it's Eight always... Eight and a half hours of sustained violence against the civilian population. And, and by a group whose only mission is not real estate, and it's not protecting Palestinian people. They, they put their own people in harm's way. They use them as shields. Uh, they've stolen billions of dollars of aid from the humanitarian aid from them. Their only mission is to eliminate Israel, eliminate all Jews. That's it, that's their mission, and yet, constantly, Israel seems to be on the defensive about explaining what they, now obviously Israel has to be very careful, and it's gotta do things surgically, but no other group goes through this scrutiny. I mean, Joe Scarborough, our our dear friend, had an amazing uh, talk the other morning where he said, can you imagine if Mexico came in, and Mexico had just did the same thing to us, would people be saying restraint, restraint, and I also wonder, this is gonna bring me back to the college campuses, all the pro-Palestinian. Where were the pro-Palestinian chants when Palestinians have been, have been uh, oppressed in other areas? How, is this pro-Palestinian or is it simply anti-Jewish and anti-Israel, which comes back to the campus? And what's happening at the same time, after Jews were attacked, it's elevated. And I need to read the things, because it's not just rhetoric. This is what was on the Cornell bulletin board last night. If you see a Jewish person on campus, follow them home and slit their throats. Rats need to be eliminated from Cornell. Another one. If you see another Jew on campus, if you see a pig male Jew, I will stab you and slit your throat. If I see another pig female Jew, I will drag you away and rape you and throw you off a cliff. And it goes on and on and on. There's a level of hatred. And I want to draw the line back to why Israel is in the defensive position after being attacked. Because it's about anti-Semitism and it's about the hate towards Jews that is now surfacing in this country.
7: So I have a school-age child who's learning about the Holocaust. And um, I think the Holocaust is taught as part of this commitment, right, that it should never happen again. And it usually elicits questions and it's usually part of a curriculum. It usually makes people ask, especially young people, how did this happen? How did people not do anything? I think we have this real tangible illustration of how it happened.
9: It's so heartbreaking. You I have all my every Jew I know is calling me and terrified for the first time in their life being Jewish. They feel it. You know, when you are a generation away from the Holocaust, from the annihilation of six million Jews being Jews, there's something that goes from generation to generation. And people are feeling something in their stomachs in this country they've never felt before. And they're terrified. And, I mean, just on the way here, somebody sent me a swastika that was drawn on a, on a, a little candy store, a little shop in Montauk. It's every day. It's everywhere. Columbia just came out, and there are 100 faculty members, endorsed students who said the militants were, had a right to do what they did. They didn't even call them terrorists. That are Hamas militants. There is something that, for some reason, evil... Is not graded the same way when it's against Jews and it's against Israel. And I don't understand that. I do, actually, I do understand it. What is it? Anti Semitism. 208
2: 336, 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in, we will uh, take a break. Remember, you can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at com. text us, same as our main number.
0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the listen live button.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. This is what was on the
9: Cornell bulletin board last night. If you see a Jewish person on campus, follow them home and slit their throats. Rats need to be eliminated from Cornell. Another one. If you see another Jew on campus, if you see a pig male Jew, I will stab you and slit your throat. If I see another pig female Jew, I will drag you away and rape you and throw you off a cliff. And it goes- wow.
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, 1-800-529-5264 if you want to weigh in. Uh, Jesse writes in, I'm German and my grandparents and family were citizens of the country that is responsible for the Holocaust. I feel more than ever responsible to stay with the Jewish people. Hamas is the enemy of Israel and the people in Gaza. Hamas is killing innocent people of their own to demonize Jews. It's a nightmare that so many people don't see and so many people don't understand.
4: This is from uh, Mark in Boise. He says, my uncle told me the Jews deserve everything that happens to them because they were responsible for killing Jesus. I asked him if that included what the Egyptians did to them before they were let out of bondage by Moses. He said absolutely. He didn't seem to know that that happened hundreds of years before the time of Jesus. Anyway, he assured me that they are not blameless. Now, this is the same man who told me black people don't need reparations because none of the people alive right now were slaves, and none of the white people alive right now were slave owners. This seems conveniently inconsistent. Are you responsible for what your ancestors did, or aren't you? That was Mark in Boise.
2: Robert, listening on ninety three point one FM this morning in Boise. Uh thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you.
7: Hey, how's it going? I I think it seems like just in general, any anybody that's got, you know, the Judeo Christian values, cons- conservatives as a whole, you know, on these college campuses, it's that's kind of the narrative, you know. And it seems like uh it, obviously what's what's going on, it's just anything that uh is uh you know a lot of people that are putting swastikas up and trying to commit these hate crimes on on jewish uh the jewish population around the world and here in our own country is seems like very uh you know these liberal college campuses and again you know it kind of seems like if you got those types of values get rid of it you know what are you guys thoughts it is
2: interesting because and you bring up the swastikas because the the amount of swastikas uh being put up around the country has seen a market increase over the last month also um and, and, and I, we're talking uh, i mean people's homes and even on businesses and if this yeah. was a situation where the KKK was putting up swastikas in businesses how close how soon would those businesses have to close down because yeah, well, nobody would go there but yet it's, yeah. it's like, well, it's, it's okay. Cause this is against Jews.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, on these campuses, it's, it's like any, any time there is a protest or anything, it's like, okay, fall, fo- you know, everybody's got to follow what, 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 what's tr- clicking right now, what's trending. So on all these, these young kids or these, that think they're protesting for the right thing. It's, it's, I just think uh, a lot of misled youth and, uh, people that are being driven by their social feeds that don't have, that don't really even know what their, what the ramifications are in the end, you know, the end game of all this. It's just, it's pretty sad.
2: Thank but you for the call. Appreciate it, Robin. Thanks for the thoughts. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to weigh in with your thoughts, if you're on the line right where you're, right now, stay where you're at. Give us a call. What's the reason for it? If you are somebody who have believed, like some of these people, you want to remain anonymous, we'll let you do that. Tell us your reasoning. When we come back, we'll also uh, give you audio from a Senate hearing yesterday. Quite surprising.
0: Live home, live and local, with Nate Shellman, this afternoon at 3.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
5: Authorities announcing the arrest of Cornell student Patrick Dye after he allegedly posted messages online this week calling for the deaths of his Jewish classmates at the university. The complaint alleges that Dye threatened to kill students at a dining hall that caters to Jewish students and is located next to the Cornell Jewish Center. The university saying in a statement it is grateful to the FBI for the swift arrest, but adding campus police will maintain its heightened security presence. 208-336-3700.
2: 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless uh, over the last part of the show today. Just taking your thoughts on why the increase in hatreds against Jews in this country. And you can give your thoughts this morning. Uh, by the way, our producer just uh, passed this along. This is kind of interesting. Uh, this is from the father of the man arrested at Cornell University said here my son is in severe depression he cannot control his emotions due to his depression. I do not think he committed the crime.
4: so in other words he's uh he's sick, so you can't really blame him for what he did I, I guess okay.
2: And and maybe as a as a parent, uh-huh. you you would have a different take since it is your your child. Because you're you're going to well, love your child no matter what.
4: It'll probably you know go to court. They'll have to figure it out there.
2: Uh, somebody wrote in no name on this email. Just real quickly, it says uh, you can't really say nobody would go to a business because of a swastika because there are people that that would. Yeah, you're right. There probably are people not enough to support that business. And if you want to, you want proof. I would tell you, put a swastika on the front of a, pick any business in downtown Boise and put a huge swastika on the front of that business and then try and see how long that business would be able to stay in business and selling, say it's a restaurant, continue to cater to people who would be willing to spend their money there.
4: Might not work in Boise, but it actually might work some places. Lee of Eagles says, I have listened to Ben Shapiro since this started. If I understand him, the anti-Semitism grew out of the theory of white supremacy. In other words, it's a racial issue. Jewish people are being seen as part of the white oppression. I don't know if that's what is going on, but it's one idea. BLM supports Hamas, so the idea may have merit. It's horrendous and disgusting. I thought we were supposed to be tolerant of race and religions. Interesting uh, Senate hearing.
2: Senate Homeland Security Committee held a uh, hearing on threats to the homeland. And this has to do with uh, immigration, but it specifically turned uh, into questioning. This is uh, Senator Josh Hawley um, questioning our uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Alexand- Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, about somebody who works for homeland, sec- <clears throat> secured, or homeland Security and some of their social media uh, anti-seministic post, take a listen.
10: This is Nuja Ali, an employee of the Department of Homeland Security, who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what's going on here? Is this this typical of of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this?
6: Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one,
10: your question to
6: suggest that that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. I'm sorry, what have you
10: done? This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room. When Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives, you have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Has she been fired? Mr.
6: Chairman. Mr. Secretary. After um, the consumption of Senator Hawley's time, I'd like to speak. Has she been fired? Because I will we not. Be, like an answer. Would you? Because I will not be given the opportunity. Has she been fired? So uh, that individual has been placed on administrative leave. So she's one. not been fired. Number two. Number
10: why two, has she not
6: been fired? Number two. The individual was hired in 2019. Why has she not been number fired? Number three. I cannot speak to an ongoing personnel matter. Why? Why has this person not been fired? Your answer is you can't speak to it. This isn't sufficient to fire her? I am not in a position to speak to an ongoing personnel matter. This isn't sufficient to fire her? That's what you're telling me? That is not what I'm saying.
10: But she's still on your payroll as we sit here today?
6: That is not what I'm saying.
10: She's still on your payroll as we sit here today? Senator? How many cases? She was an asylum and immigration officer. How many cases did she adjudicate? Senator, I'm not in a position to speak about an ongoing person. I'm not asking about that. I'm asking you how many cases she adjudicated. My uh, answer remains. Did she adjudicate any cases involving Israelis seeking asylum in this country?
6: Same answer. Well,
10: let me just point you to what else she posted on social media, where she drew attention to the fact that she is an immigration and asylum officer. Hashtag immigrants. Hashtag asylum seekers. Hashtag Palestine. Hashtag refugees. Welcome. This is on her LinkedIn post where she has her professional affiliation posted. So I think the American people deserve to know, has has she admitted, contrary to law, individuals who should not be in this country or denied Jewish refugees, whose genocide she's advocating, asylum that they deserve? Same answer. You're You're not gonna tell us what this person's done? Are you conducting a review of her cases at least?
6: Senator, as I have said,
10: Over and over again, I cannot speak to an ongoing... You said that you will not. I can't believe that you would come to this committee knowing this. You know about this. I've written to you about it. You know all about it. And you come here unwilling to answer and suggest that it is wrong of me to ask you the question. Quite frankly, Mr. Secretary, I think that your performance is despicable. And I think the fact that you are not willing to provide answers to this committee is absolutely atrocious. Ouch.
2: I get the part where he doesn't want to sp- uh, speak on personnel matter- matters, whether or not she will be fired, could be fired, should be fired. The questions, though, are legitimate about asking whether or not she has specifically weighed in on whether or not to allow Israeli people to enter the country or Palestinians to enter the country. I, I think that's a legitimate thing to ask about if her personal beliefs weighed in on her professional duties and the secretary saying well that's a personnel matter and we're not going to weigh in on that that's not a personnel matter that's a matter of homeland security no. and their job
4: hmm. that was josh Hawley, huh
2: yeah senator josh yeah. Hawley. by the way if
4: i'm ever i'm not it, sure by the way if uh he asked me the time of day. I wouldn't tell him to just go, go, go buy his own watch.
2: I, I know one thing. I, I wouldn't want to be in front, uh, uh, in front of a congressional hearing with him, or anybody else wouldn't, in Congress, for that matter. wouldn't bother me. Uh, Rich in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Uh,
3: well, this anti-Semitism, I've known a lot of anti-Semitic people. They also are anti-Muslim, anti-gay, anti-trans, and, and it's, it's largely, the anti-Semitism in this country has been largely a conservative movement. Uh, you know, that's why the neo-Nazis and the Aryan nations, you know, they supported Trump. And I, I, I've, known, I've known a lot of them, and they don't just hate Jews, they hate everybody. This is just an opportunity for them, just like after 9-11, all the hate towards Muslims. And when COVID started, all the hate towards Asian people. It just brings out those certain people. There's not any more anti-Semitism than there was a month ago. They're just acting on <laughs> it.
4: No, know, I, I agree with that. About it. I'm not going to laugh at him. I, I agree with what he just said. I don't think there's more of it. I think it's just out in the open now. Maybe,
2: maybe that's true. Maybe they, they feel that they can be out there. I just part of what you said, and I, I just didn't realize, I guess, that Rashida Talib was uh, a, a Republican conservative. I, I always thought that she was a self-identifying Democrat, and, you know, her hatred in the anti-Semitic remarks that uh, she made after the war started, I, I didn't realize that she was a conservative. Kind of interesting that it's just the conservative people that are making the anti-Semitic remarks.
1: 208-336-3700.
2: Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls, emails. We've got emails to get to. Uh, If you're on the phone right now, stay
0: right where you're at. promise we'll get to you, and we come back after this. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 919-208-336-3700,
2: 919-208-336-3700, pound 670 and Verizon Wireless. We got emails, emails, Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. Uh, you can also text us, by the way, uh, 208-336-3700. Gordon writes in, if you want to make it look like a problem is sweeping the country, just report that the problem increased by 400%, which is four times as many. That means if there was one bad occurrence last year, there were only four. Except, Gordon, there wasn't one occurrence in the previous year. I, I get your point. If that were just one and it increased to four, then how big a problem is it? According to hate crimes data released by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, it reported single biased anti-Jewish hate crimes incidents in the country sharply sharply rose by 37%, reaching 1,122 incidences The highest number recorded in three decades, and the second highest number on record, and that is for the numbers in 2022. That's before this year, that's before the Israel-Hamas-Palestine War. So you've seen the increase this year go from 1,122, four times as many, a 400% increase, to 4,500. That's a lot. That's not going 1 to 4. That's 1,100 to 4,500 in the amount of one year, yeah. which by the year the previous to that well, also saw a 37%
4: a, increase. It is a little more uh, visual in your mind, I think, when you, you know what the numbers are as opposed to just, well, there are four times as many. You know. mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind also, Jews make up around 2% of the entire
2: U.S. population. Yet in 2022, according to the FBI data, reported anti-Semitic hate crimes against Jewish people accounted for 10% of all hate crimes. So keep that in mind, they account for 2% of the population, and it accounted for 10% of all hate crimes and 60% of all hate crimes that were religious-based.
4: Billy C says "Hate is a learned emotion. People aren't born with hate. I always wonder what kind of parents and what kind of parents' parents, et etc., teach their children to hate great point, Billy Paul in Napa listening on six
2: seventy a m good morning you're on news talk k b o i
3: hello hey Paul morning yeah, it's a good topic. It's one that needs to be discussed not just on a couple of shows, but quite a bit. If I may suggest something to the listeners that are having Holocaust Holocaust denials that has ever happened, there are Holocaust museums in the United States, probably the premier one that should be visited, and I think it can be done through electronics, through your email, or not email, but through a telephone and whatnot would be The L.A. Holocaust Museum, which Simon Wiesenthal was part of getting it together. I don't know if you're familiar with that name, but he was the chief Nazi hunter after World War II. It is his life's work to hunt them down and to bring them to justice. I'm not talking about the ones at Nuremberg. I'm talking about the ones that escaped the SS officers and the other people that were responsible for doing the dirty work, not just being the pencil pushers.
4: Yeah, the and um, there, there's a an organization that's worldwide that's called the uh, the Simon Wiesenthal or Wiesenthal Center, and that's that's named after him. That's basically just its global human rights organization.
3: Right, and I was I recall that that was started in L.A. about it was about 1978, I think it was. That's that's my recollection of that, but it, it's very informative, and it gives you some facts. Now, if you just see the black and white photos, I could see and the black and white um, movies that they have of of people going into the camps and, you know, releasing the prisoners and the people that were dying that were stacked up like cordwood. It it doesn't look real. It looks phony. Like, you know, you guys staged that. It's not possible that was real. And so... I did happen to see one that was colorized of Dwight D. Eisenhower going into the camp and, and seeing the people there and just being in utter disbelief. So I think it goes a long way to understanding what it is they were up against and how they survived and how they're still surviving. Um, they're not going to be able to eradicate Hamas, no matter how they try. They, they've got the tunnels and they've got the hostages. I don't see the hostages coming out of this alive. I hate to say that because I'd like to see them survive. But I see them doing the dastardly deed. If they're able to do that above ground to women that are pregnant with children, I could see them doing it to people underneath in the in the tunnels. Yeah. And it just it sickens me. It's, it's, it's been a month now, and I'm just physically ill because of it.
2: Thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. I do not, I don't understand either, you know, in, in the protests, and, and I, I guess I, I, I don't understand it, but I guess, you know, if you're pro Palestinian, not all Palestinians are Hamas, but all Hamas are Palestinians, and they're hiding out, uh, amongst the citizens. So I get that there are innocent people there, but what do you, what do you do? And here's, here's part of the problem with this protest here in the united states you know yelling cease fire why why aren't you yelling return the hostages instead of cease fire because if the hostages were returned you might see a cease fire that would happen there are still over 200 hostages that haven't been returned Uh, i was reading yesterday and i didn't realize there were so many kids from one month old to 17 there is a 32 children a one month old being held hostage without its parents One-year-olds, four-month-olds.
4: Yeah, that is sad. Uh, Lori writes in, Casper, it's not any more anti-Semitic to be against Israel than it is anti-Catholic to be against the policies of Argentina. Never Uh, said it was. Well, except that Argentina isn't technically a Catholic state. I mean, most people in Argentina are Catholic, that's true. But it's not Uh, it's not expressly a Catholic government, whereas the government of Israel is expressly uh, Jewish. But again, it doesn't necessarily, if you don't like the government of Israel, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got anything against Jewish people. I mean, you might have a a thing about several governments.
2: Got to take a break here. News coming up here next. Phone lines are open again, 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-5264 if you want to weigh in. Uh, Lines are open for you and clear to get through. We've also got some emails and some text messages to get to coming up after news next.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are our news talk KBOI.
2: 932-208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Again, a reminder for those of you listening in right now, Want to be listening in tomorrow morning? I mean, right now too. Don't go away. We're not done yet. Uh, but tomorrow morning, we have a chance for you to pick up your Chris Stapleton concert tickets. Wait them before you buy them. They don't go on sale till 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, and you could get your free pair of tickets. We'll have a texting contest for you to win tomorrow morning. We'll give you all the details coming up after 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. So make sure you're listening in. If you would like to get those tickets to see Chris Stapleton next year when he comes in concert, have your tickets. Uh, they go on sale at 10. We will have announced whether or not you have tickets, so you don't even have to waste waste your time trying to get through to purchase your tickets because you'll have a free pair. But, of course, to win it, you're going to have to listen in here tomorrow morning to News Talk KBOI. Louis uh, writes in. Either Louis or Louis. I- I'm not sure how-, how to pronounce that correctly. I apologize if I'm getting it wrong. How about Louis. Louis. Um, To weigh in on the anti-Semitism is to acknowledge the Bible. This is not a war between Israel and Hamas. It is a war between good and evil. And naturally speaking, to the people of Israel represent God's chosen people. Bible speaks of Israel will be hated because man will hate God because man will choose evil over God. Thanks, Louis. Or Louis, whichever one it is. I think it's Louis.
4: Uh, Lisa Boise says, Chris, years ago when you and Paul Jay were doing the show, you said something that made me change my mind about a lot of world politics.
2: Really? Wow.
4: It was actually quite simple. You asked what year was everybody where they were supposed to be? In other words, we seem to easily agree that the people who already lived on a piece of land have more entitlement to it than somebody who showed up later. But how far back does that go? What year was everybody in the right place? (laughs) Are the Native Americans the real owners of North and South America because they were already here when Columbus showed up? Should the Saxon tribe be in charge of what we know as Germany and Central Europe? Was the Middle East in order before Islam existed? You also mentioned that the Amish decided the world had just the right amount of technology in 1875, and that's all there is to that. Boy, that's been a long time ago, but thank you. you. you said that? I guess. Those are your words? Yeah. Well, I did mention that. I said that's a, that's always kind of, I've always kind of wondered about that because people say, well, this land is rightfully ours. Well, why? Well, because in the year 1400, we lived here, and you guys didn't get here till 1401. And so this, you know, you stole this land from us. Yeah, but we stole it fair and square. Well, you know, it, you can just argue over and over and over and over. Yeah. Who's, in- no, you know, man, I, who's it, entitled to what? It, it, then, meanwhile, the Romans basically, you know, tried to take over the entire world during their time, and so did the Ottomans. And they were actually quite successful at it, which is why, you know, so there are so many uh, Roman type uh, you know, words and languages and things throughout the world. And, uh, you know, it's it's the same reason you go down to Africa and everybody either speaks French or Portuguese or English or something like that, as opposed to their own native languages. Just people move, you know, people spread out.
2: Yeah, you. See, I mean, you said a lot of smart things on this show, but I have to say that may be, and I wasn't here when you did it. That may be the most smart, profound thing that I think you've ever said. Thank you. And I say that because I'm going to
4: steal it. Oh, okay. It's fine.
2: I I the, love the, the that. Previous, when, pre- when was everybody in the world where they were supposed to be at? Yeah. That is brilliant. Well
4: I don't know that it's brilliant. I mean, it's it just, is it's just because a, a good I mean, question.
2: some people claim uh, that you know because the Native Americans were here when Columbus discovered that it, this country belongs to the Native Americans. But we now have scientific proof that the Native Americans weren't even now, the first people on North American. Supposedly, continent.
4: supposedly the smartest thing I said before that was once I said, when you're eating tacos, just put down uh, a tortilla instead of a plate, and that way everything that <laughs> falls isn't a mess, it's just it's just, it's just a brand-new taco. <laughs> That's pretty smart, too. Right.
2: I'm probably not going to steal that one, but I will steal the other one. That's pretty good. A um, few people not liking... Uh, Richard called in a little bit earlier, not liking what he had to say. Uh, Smitty says, just when I think Rich cannot get any more ridiculous or asinine, so many things I want to call him, but that would be sinking to his level, so I will show some measure of restraint and not go there, something he seems incapable of doing. Not Surprise also writes to the caller with Trump derangement syndrome, claiming conservatives are the ones who are anti Semitic. His ideology is showing a good American Marxist accuses their enemies of what they themselves are doing or believe. That was a response to Rich, who had written in a little or called in a little bit earlier.
4: Rico sent something that's off topic, but I think you're going to like it. Uh, hi, Chris. As you know, I'm not a fan of changing our clocks. But I have a way to improve on this unfortunate situation. Instead of biannually, let's do it weekly. This is how it. This is okay. Hear him out. This is how it would work. Every Friday at 4 p.m., we would move the clocks ahead one hour uh-huh. and get off work uh-huh. early. I see where he's going. Then the next day, Saturday night, we would move the clocks back one hour and sleep in. Win-win. Everyone is happy. Okay, you know how I, I said I think, that... You Rico, know, I think possibly you should be president of the United States. I
2: I, I said that I thought what well, you said, one of the most brilliant things that i probably ever said on this show. See, I'm already... You just came in second. I'm already relegated to
4: the top five, maybe. Um,
2: No name on this uh, email. Mike at KBOI.com says, uh, we were talking about swastikas. <clears throat> how quickly, you know, it, it, it? and I say this because of how many swastikas are starting to show up on... University campuses and businesses across the country right now, and that it's just amazing to me uh, that there isn't more pushback on that. Um, and I said, you know, you you would you would see what would happen if somebody put a huge swastika pick a business, a restaurant in downtown Boise, Boise, and put it up. How quickly they would probably have to go out of business because nobody, very few people right. would spend their money there. Uh, this person writes in, "What if uh, every place you could get bacon at?" Had a swastika? Would you buy the bacon? No, I wouldn't. Hmm. I would. I would go to my ba- parents bacon, and say, "Can you uh, bacon, get, butcher me a hog and make it into bacon?"
4: Bacon, in and of itself, is already somewhat anti-Semitic yeah. because uh, no, there's no Muslim or or, or Jew that's supposed to, uh, you know, be eating pork. I mean, a lot of them do, but uh, you
2: know, not no, uh, Chris, what? You don't know that. Yeah, I have. You I mean, I do. I know that. That's, I, like, I have that's, been, that's like, I have saying, been to ball
4: games in the fair with them, and yes, they do.
2: That's like, that's like saying people of the Mormon religion drink beer.
4: Never happens. No, I, okay. I, <laughs> James um, in Garden City writes in. It, it, uh, also, it, it never happened to Mike Crapo.
2: <laughs> anti Semitic acts are up. I bet anti Muslim acts are up too. We are the melting pot in the U.S. We have folks who sympathize with one side or the other. We also have people who are angry at one side or the other. It's the age old war seeping into our society due to recent fighting that has started up once again. Of course, these acts are up. Um, James, you are right. Um, anti Muslim acts are up, but nowhere near as close to what the, uh, anti Jewish acts being reported Mm. and you're right we are we are a melting pot the u.s has been a melting pot since the basically we began as a melting pot coming from someplace else however as a melting pot as you're starting to melt those things all together in that pot and a peanut pops up you shouldn't say hey we need to kill that peanut
4: (laughs) so which is it are we a melting pot or a salad here
2: jim from eagle Mike, what is really scary is that the anti-Jewish hate is global. Uh, I had to cut relations with a family member a few months ago because they started spouting off Jewish conspiracy BS. They control the banks. They control the courts. They control the press. They control the banks. Uh, these people are mentally
4: ill. The banks were worth saying twice. Twice, then, yeah. I guess,
2: yeah. Uh, another person writes in, and this is has to do with the uh, Senate hearing. We played uh, a little bit of audio Uh, for you um, Alejandro uh, Mayorkas Secretary of Homeland Security being questioned by Senator Josh Hawley uh, about somebody on his staff, anti-Semitic who was in charge of um, vetting people who are coming into the uh, country and this person writes in, what if uh Israeli Jews were screened and denied entry then blamed for making it personal they should be screening people and they should not let some people into this country so what if the homeland people are just doing their jobs i don't have a problem with that but the the fact that you have the homeland security in in, in a senate hearing saying that he is not even going to comment whether or not that happened whether or not they investigated whether or not it even happened and just say, well, this is a personnel ma- uh, personnel matter, and we don't compliment or, uh, comment on personnel matters. That's not a personnel matter. You're you're asking specifically about the job that Homeland Security is supposed to be doing. Now, if the Homeland, if he had answered the question, yes, it's Homeland Security. We did check over her work and, and found that she did the work correctly. And there were people from Israel who were turned away, and they were turned away on purpose because they didn't meet whatever level there was to be allowed into the country i would have no problem with that but he wouldn't even make a comment on whether or not they've even investigated whether or not she was doing her job correctly based on her biases that's what i had a problem with
4: Yeah, this one's not uh, signed but it says there are two kinds of people those who like to protest and those who don't for the most part the people who like to protest will protest practically anything and the other group wouldn't say bleep if they had a mouthful. Oh, I get that. <laughs> he, he censored himself by writing the word bleep.
2: <laughs> bleep. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Good I, job. Good I job. That th- keeps th- us from having to do it, I right? I think I
4: know what word you were going after. Uh, Jim, says,
2: Jim thinks he has the answer. He says, I think the increase in anti-Jew uh, hatred is the result of the increase in the Muslim popul- populations in our country. That... You may not be wrong, because we do have a, a an increase in Muslims in this country. You have uh, a lot of Muslims who are coming in illegally, even, and then you have even more over the past decade or two who have come no, in I mean, but that, legally.
4: That would indicate that they're the ones who are leading all the anti-Semitism. And as we pointed out, Muslims are also Semitic.
2: Yeah. No, but he he's talking about,
4: just he was, he was specifically of, talking about people. hatred okay. of Jewish people. Yeah,
2: yeah, he said anti-Jewish But, but again, are they the hatred. ones
4: leading the whole thing? Because the Muslims weren't, for the most part, here very much, you know, 100 years ago, and there were a lot of anti-Jewish people then in, in America.
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, another break. Uh, your final chance to get through on the phone, if you want to do that, um, you can email us, like I said, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Phone number is 208-336-3700. Uh, by the way, I, I will just tell everybody, stop trying to guess what you're going to have to text tomorrow. I've had people go, it's I Chris love Stapleton. Chris, uh, Stapleton, Chris.
4: I knew that was about Chris Stapleton.
2: <laughs> um, you're not guessing what you're going to have to text tomorrow morning. I will tell you right now, um, you are probably, I'm about 99.99% sure you are not going to be able to guess what you're going to have to text to win tomorrow morning. Okay. I'm not 100%, but I am really, really pretty sure well, and, you're and, not going to be able to.
4: And also, the, the texts all have a time code on them, and so yeah. you know, we only take the ones
0: yep. after we actually announce
4: won't, the will It
2: won't happen until tomorrow morning, so it does you no good to text right now. Um, stick around. Final segment on the way.
0: The Great One, Mark Levin. Tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is
1: Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
0: Man, I
2: give you one compliment about how how smart you were, Mm -hmm. how profound you were, and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, it seems like all of our listeners become geniuses clay out West writes in uh, something that's pretty smart he says if you've ever operated a melting pot like melting scraps of metal to make bullets when you melt the metal or iron scum rises to the top just saying
6: hmm
4: that's a good point so that's one of the byproducts of of metal is scum
2: melting yeah when you when you melt in a melting
4: pot scum do you have a bag where i can put this (laughs) uh sarah says i'm not sure a neo-nazi business would fail look at how many people showed up at a neo-nazi kkk sponsored rally in charlottesville well you could put one there maybe did they spend money Uh ah i don't know yeah probably i mean they had to have hotels right
2: Uh, But I don't. I don't. don't, Even though they are not, I don't think the hotels probably had swastikas on the front of their hotels, going,
4: "Hey, all you uh, white racists, welcome." But do you know for sure? I don't. What's the hotel? Oh, was the? uh, I can't remember the name of the hotel in in Vegas, but somebody took an aerial photograph of it one time and said, "My God, that's a swastika." (laughs) (laughs) And at the time, it was funny because they had a car collection, and one of the cars they had was like Hitler's staff car. Right.
2: Uh, But they said, no,
4: it's not the least bit true. David
2: uh, texts in and says, as a Jew, I have seen more anti-Semitic from the left, but there is plenty of hate to go around. Bad economy and identity politics will just increase the hate. That's from David.
4: James in Garden City. This is on an earlier topic. He says, for the young Pocatello couple and parents, the anti-abortion laws turned a tragic situation into a dumpster fire. There has got to be a more productive way to address this that actually helps people and prevents some abortions. In this case, the law did not prevent an abortion. So what's the point? If you are a parent who won't support your minor age daughter's decisions regarding an abortion, you better be prepared to raise your grandchild and or deal with lots of pain. That's James of Garden City.
2: And I get that, but this in this particular instance, they didn't even get the chance to weigh in on the decision because the decision was made For their fifteen-year-old daughter, without them even knowing about it, so you don't know what would happen.
4: Nat wrote in, "How did the mom not know her fifteen-year-old daughter was not living with her dad?" Someone needs to look into that. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier. Yeah, there's there's, there's, nobody here is going to win mother and or father of the year in either situation.
2: Yeah, there's problem. There's enough problems and questions to go around in this particular instance. And by the way, the uh, police who are investigating. And I I don't know if that's true or not, but as far as their statement is concerned, saying that this particular case has nothing to do with the new abortion laws. Even though the new abortion laws that the legislature put forth, which, by the way, are still under court challenge, um, were were decided in this year's legislature, um, they're saying that this is being investigated strictly as a kidnapping case because of the facts surrounding it. Parents not knowing uh, everything that's happened in this particular instance, the underage with a an adult male yeah. basically by the time that she was the pregnant.
4: Main, the main difference there is, I mean, they're accusing they're accused of kidnapping her and taking her to Bend, whereas if they had been accused of kidnapping, otherwise it probably would have been just to take her a few blocks away from home in Pocatello. Right.
2: But once again, I mean, it's a it's a federal law that you cannot take a minor over state lines without a parent's permission. I mean, that's already against the law, right? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. That's our phone numbers. Um, We're uh, done for the day. Tomorrow morning is Open Phones Friday. We've got a lot of emails that we didn't get to. We'll talk about this uh, again tomorrow morning. So if you were just now about ready to hit the send button, go ahead and hit the send button. We will talk more about this uh, coming up for you tomorrow morning. Also tomorrow morning... Man, between the voice and that dr- drum solo, Chris Stapleton, we've got tickets. Make sure you're listening in beginning at 6 a.m. We will don't,
4: tell you what you will text to win. Don't be afraid. It's not Phil Collins.
2: We will be giving away the tickets once again coming up here tomorrow morning.